So thanks for uh, coming back to the Troncast with Tron Jordine. Today I'm talking with a new friend, Shane Walker, and we're going to talk about financial success. I know that sounds like a really broad, wide thing, but in particular, Shane's doing some interesting things with helping people uh, get friendly with budgeting and things like that. So Shane, tell me how you came to this approach and, and why you selected uh, this type of work to, to bring to people. I, I mean, I know everybody's looking for financial freedom, financial success. They're looking to be at peace with their money and that sort of thing. So I think it's, it's wonderful. T tell me how you came to it. Absolutely. Hey, Tron, thank you for, for having me on your show. This is an honor for me and I re really appreciate it. So um, you're right. The, the, everyone, the number one cause of stress in our society today is financial stress. Um, and it plagues, it plagues families, it plagues companies, it really, it plagues our nation. And it's been of interest to me. So I, I got my master's in accounting um, and came out of college owning a business um, in actually the door-to-door -door pest control sales oh, wow. industry. Yeah, Interesting. which is really yeah, really interesting. Um, and wanted to just move on. And so I, I love being my own business owner. So I started a financial service company. This was the end of 2007. Oh, perfect <laughs> uh, timing. Yes. Yeah, great. I mean, it was awesome. We were expecting our fourth child. We had a five year old, uh, three year old and one year old and just bought a house and I made $2,000 in six months. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 and I laugh about that now, but honestly, it about put me under. Um, I'm a happy-go-lucky person, but uh, man, it was hard for me to get up in the morning, and I just felt all—I felt like the world was caving in on me. And I, I experienced a very, a very acute um, stress that comes with finances, and you know, as I've as I've gone through my career, I've realized that almost everyone feels that at some point in their life and most are feeling that on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And it's suffocating, right? It's yeah. It's really, really suffocating. So um, the financial planning world just helped me realize how serious th this issue of financial wellness is in our country because 50% of the people we met with uh, we're living paycheck to paycheck and really in debt with no plan and no strategy and no way to get out from underneath it. And so that's kind of, that really is what gave us the idea because the fundamental habit, if you're making an income, is budgeting. And let's face it, as a country, we stink at it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, so why do you think it is that people avoid budgeting? so much uh, if that's what you're finding well what do you think motivates that uh, a couple of things one is in this world we live in with cards it's so easy to spend that um it's hard to get a handle on it and before we know it we've we're out of money <laughs> and there's still a week before we get a check so, right, right. The, the old saying, you know, there's too much month left at the end of the money, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and so the very culture of using cards to spend, uh, 
which is the modern way, makes it very difficult to budget. So that's one of the things, um, and it makes makes the discipline difficult. But in addition to that, if you think about it, um, budgeting requires you to first figure out where you're at, okay, which takes time. It takes time to figure out how much do I need to spend for food and fuel and all these these different areas that we have. Um, and so that that time in the busy world where we live in a microwave society, people won't take that time. But then once we've taken the time to figure out where we're at, there's not an effective tool really to keep track of that. Um, all the budgeting apps and budgeting platforms out there are really glorified spreadsheets that are after the fact. And how many of us, after we spend something, can take time every evening to categorize each spend um and we just yeah, don't do it that's, Most, that's tough to do yeah it is it, it's tough when we have families and jobs and everything else we have so all of those things combined make budgeting just like a passing thought when in reality it's a critical it's critical for your financial success well you know we do it in our businesses, right? We, uh, we look at our cash position and then look at upcoming bills and look at, uh, uh, at the expected income from customers and so on. And, uh, but it, it seems like it's harder to do that in personal life or, or for many folks, it seems to be. So, so how do you tackle that? How do you, how do you help bring people out of that so that they, uh, you know, come out okay because the, I imagine it's pretty terrifying for people when they when they first start doing budgeting because hmm. uh, there aren't too many people who spend less money than they make right no, <laughs> you know? there's, yes and yeah it's funny because that's one of the core principles of financial you know of prosperity you got to spend less than you make uh, so you're right very few do it um, you know I back to your previous question, I think it's also, it's very, um, psychologically, it's very tough to go back at the end of the month and look at what you've spent and always be in the red. And it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good, you know? Oh, right. And, right. And so, so it's a negative experience. So it's, rather than face a negative experience, people just choose to sweep it under the rug. Um, so as we looked at this, uh, Ryan Clark, my partner and I, we knew that budgeting was the first fundamental habit to create financial wellness. We knew that our country was terrible at it. Um, and so we kind of looked at everything out there and said, okay, what is the purpose of budgeting? Well, the purpose of budgeting is really to change the behavior of spending money. That's why you budget. Um, and the most effective uh, platform that does that is, is really cash envelopes. If you look at it, right. in fact, it's one, I think it is the only budgeting platform that effectively curbs or changes behavior. And so then we kind of studied, why is that? How does, why is cash envelope so effective at helping people change behavior? And we identified three core um, components. Mm -hmm. The first is that it uses real money and there's a finite amount of money. Once it's gone, it's gone. And when you spend it, it's gone, right? right. And so it, 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 and it tracks in real time what you're doing. 
that's very important. The second thing is each dollar is assigned a responsibility or a job before the budgeting period. And so it creates organization up front. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is before you spend it, this is probably my favorite, by the way, before you spend, you actually look at your budget and maybe subconsciously, but you decide whether that spend is necessary. So right. you make the decision. Spend becomes intentional with cash envelopes. The difficult thing about it is we live in a virtually cashless world, right? I mean, who carries around cash anymore? And and the very concept of carrying around cash is quite dangerous. I mean, I, I picture my wife with $2,000 of discretionary spending money at the first of the month in her purse going from store to store in our community, and that makes me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? Right. Sure. Um, and the other thing about cash that's very difficult is if she has the envelope and I don't, what do I do? So then right. you have to come back at the end of the day and um, reconcile all of the all of those things and going to and from the ATM machine and all these, the, the hassles that are dealing with cash. So Ryan and I set out to digitize this process, to, to replicate it, but digitize it, connect it with a, um, a, a special debit card with a patented spending system that would function like cash envelopes. And so that's what we did. And oh, I like that. So, so my, so I'm just trying to imagine what it would look like. Then my debit card has budgeted uh, $20 for gasoline and a hundred dollars for food. And if I get to $11 in gasoline, it, it doesn't work or it gets, sends me an alert or something, right? It declines the transaction. That's uh-huh. exactly that's exactly right. So that's yeah, let brilliant. Me, let me kind of share a little bit about how. So there's a few core principles within proactive budget that that just replicate the cash envelopes that are key. One is that the debit card is connected to an account that is that prohibits uh, overdrafts. So it's impossible right. to overdraft it. It won't allow you to. It'll decline the tra- transaction before it does. So that's key. But in addition to that, it's working with real money, although it's showing you balances digitally, it's real money. And when, it's spe- when you spend through the month, it immediately reflects those spends and updates the balances in the, in the envelopes to reflect how much you have left in real time. Nice. So, for example... I was just at the grocery store the other day, and I, I went in, collected everything that I needed. I, I thumbprinted the app to open it, and I pushed a button spend on the grocery category. And immediately, that money from that category was transferred to my proactive debit card. I swiped it, and within a minute, the transaction recorded, and my balance in the grocery budget reflected what we have left. And it also did that on my wife's phone. So we are connected together, um, and it's always in real time. Yeah, that's pretty brilliant because that allows you to have your cash envelopes virtually, right? I, that, right, that makes a lot of sense. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that's, that's, you're using real money. That's the first component, right, of cash envelopes that makes it so powerful. The second thing is, is you have to assign each dollar a category. When you transfer money into proactive it comes in as undistributed or in an undistributed status and in that status you cannot transfer the money to the card so it's impossible to spend 
Right. So you first have to distribute that money into the categories. And you can actually have unlimited number of categories connected to the card. And we've made that easy because we've created custom distribution plans that you can create. So with a push of a button, it transfers the money into your categories according to your plan um, within seconds. And then once it's in the envelopes, now it's ready to spend. Yeah. And then that takes us to the third component, and that is that you you have to make an intentional decision. And so um, because the card um, is default zero, meaning if I swipe my proactive debit card before taking before pushing the spend button in a category, it'll decline because right. there's, no, there's no money on it. Um, consequently, each time we go to spend, I have to open my app, look at my budget, subconsciously make a decision. Is this is this a worthy purchase and push spend? Right. And when I do push spend, that money from that category comes onto the card and it's there for 30 minutes. And, and, and then by default, it transfers back to the unopened unopened um, status and it, it's no longer on the card. So it creates that same process, although digitally, with being intentional about spending. And it's magical because- That's we've done, brilliant. Really yeah, is. thank you. And so, but what we've seen is through a test group, Tron, that the average family spends $400 less per month by using proactive. Right. Because you're being careful. You're running, you're running into preset roadblocks when you get, you know, too close to the edge. Yeah. Um, and, and you're intentional about everything, you know, cause otherwise your intention becomes something different, right? Because I don't know how many times I've been in the grocery store shopping for dinner and I see something that, you know, we might need later in the week or I say, well, what the hell? I'll just get one more of those or, uh, Hey, I've never tried that before. Let me grab one of those. And so, um, you know, I can, I can guess I'm probably going to spend a hundred dollars at the grocery store, but maybe I spend 70 because really what we wanted. Yeah. I don't need any more. Or maybe I spend 150 because I realize maybe I want this or that or this and, and instead of planning it out, you either you're either short or long and, yeah. you know, short doesn't hurt you, but uh, it also doesn't help you understand the cash in cash out very well either. If you're if you're just short all the time. That's uh, right. So that's really interesting. Really interesting. So how many people are using it right now? So we actually launched this back in 2015. Um, but we were before the technology and the technology couldn't support it and the transactions and everything that went together um, didn't work. And so we kind of really, we went dormant till last year um, and we did a million dollar raise and um, connected with some very powerful, reputable companies, FDIC, member FDIC insured banks and um, processors and so forth that are world class, and that uh, we worked with a test group of 500 people for eight months. Oh wow! And working out the details, and we actually launched this um, February 17th of this year, 
and we have 600 so just, users. Yeah, just barely. Nice, just a few <laughs> weeks ago. Wow. Yes, that's exactly. That's so exactly. it must have been fascinating to watch the 500 people use that. So I'd, I'd love to hear more about what a, what a 500 person user group looks like and, and all the surprises you get there. Because in some of the things I, I try to get involved in, you know, the surprises when you're watching people use things for real, you know, are both gratifying when it's, when it reinforces what you were hoping to do, but it also opens up so many new avenues and you go, Oh my gosh, I didn't know you could use it for that. <laughs> right. So yeah, what, what, uh, oh, absolutely. tell me more about that. Well, I mean, our Trello board, there's about a thousand items of just different ideas from our users saying, man, it would be so cool if we could do this. It would be amazing if we could do this. And, just some really neat things to deliver a tool that that makes budgeting as easy as spending and makes so spending, saving, and budgeting can all be held in the palm of yeah. one's hand, right? Yeah. In real time. And so anyways, there's there's so many things. I'll tell you one funny story. Okay, so maybe not so funny, but gas stations are a beast. <laughs> because they, they transact differently. Some of them charge $150 up front, put that money on hold, right. and then settle yeah. later. Some of them charge a dollar up front and then settle later. So, I mean, and so all these different things. And when you have a, a, a concept that by default the category closes in 30 minutes and it doesn't close till the next oh, day. Right, right. <laughs> it's, oh my goodness. Yeah, it, there's, there's so many things that we've had to, we've had to program to make so that this could be a user-friendly experience for our right. users that has just been so, so unique. But it is amazing to watch this thing. And also, like, returns. What happens to returns? If you return an yeah. item, Where's it where's go? that right. going to go? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and all those things. But it is, like, it's gotten better and better. And honestly, over the past month, my wife and I use it for everything, for all of our discretionary spending. And it has been, like, I, it's, like, tickle me. This right. works. This right. works. Right. <laughs> it's amazing, right? I mean, and it's been so it's I can't even tell you how much of a change wow. it's made for us. But before you know what, Tron, let me share some things that cat that proactive can do that cash Yes, makes. yes. Because the very technology of it gives us some really nice conveniences. Um, amazing conveniences. So um one of those things is this concept of companion cards. And so companion cards allow a husband and wife to be linked together to the same account, both be using the app, opening categories at the same time, and those, app, those categories and balances and transactions syncing simultaneously. Right. Nice. That's not that's nice. Because in the, in the cash envelopes, you either have the envelope right. or you don't. Or you both have envelopes but you don't really know what the other person is doing. But as soon as my wife spends, I'm, the notification shows me where she's been, what she's spending, and that could be dangerous. <laughs> but it really puts us on the same page. And another kind of cool thing about it is we put permissions that are not required <laughs> but are available where you can set requirements or permissions as a couple. Like if you spend over this much, then the other – that then the spouse or companion has to approve right. as well. 
or you know what I mean? Or maybe we're saving this money to go to Europe. And so you can't transfer money out of this or use this or, or open this category without both partners agreeing right. to it. And so it creates those nice conveniences that there's no way you can do with physical cash envelopes. Well, and you know, the other thing I like um, about it is uh, it, it kind of makes the machine the bad guy or the, maybe not the bad guy, but it makes, it yeah, makes the right. machine the boss, right? Hey, because if, if we right. agree we're going to do our settings like this, then it's not, you know, me being grumpy or you being grumpy. It's, you know, the machine's doing what it's supposed to do based on what we told it to do. And, you know, if, if we did some of the settings wrong, well, we can fix it. But if at the end of the month, the settings got us to where we wanted to be and we actually had money left at the end of the month instead of month left at the end of the money, then, right. hey, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's incredible. And you're exactly right. And so, actually, our tagline is proactive companion cards. Never fight about money again. That's a great tagline <laughs> because who doesn't either fight about money or, or get annoyed about money, right? Oh, absolutely. Actually, two-thirds of the disputes in marriage are over money. It's crazy. But yeah, so you're exactly right. And, and who of us don't have weaknesses in our self-control oh, every yeah. once in a while? Of course. We all do. We all are like, man, and, and we, we spontaneously say, I need that. We don't need that. We really want that. But so the technology, the computer, so as to speak, is the bad guy and says, oh, wait. Right. And so <laughs> I only have this much left. Um, that's not a good idea. Yeah. That, so, right? <laughs> so, uh, so my weak spot is musical instruments. And I've learned that if I, if I regularly go into guitar shops and play a few guitars and play a few mandolins, I never buy one. If I stay out of them, the urge to buy becomes greater. So I've learned that, you know, it's, it's good every couple of weeks to go play a few old guitars in a guitar shop because then I can walk away and go, Hey, that was fun. But if I keep myself out of a guitar shop for a long time, then I start thinking I need to buy one. So, but, <laughs> but if I could set my proactive app to have like zero for more guitars, then, you know, that might help too, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, a, that's exactly right. So definitely the companion cards allow somebody to do something they could never do with with physical cash envelopes. Another one that's so that's really cool is because the card is default zero, um, meaning that there's no balance on the card and there's in-app pin change, in-app card lockdown, it becomes the safest debit card in the world. If someone, if you lose your card, if someone steals your card, they get a piece of plastic. They'd have to steal your phone, hack into the app and open a category before that they could. Well, that's a very good point because, uh, here over the last five years, I think we've had to replace debit cards three, four times. How much money did you lose Tron when you had Uh, nothing? It was just a hassle, right? Because then you had to go back and redo your automatic charge accounts. You have to go back to the credit union or the bank and get a new card. And it was just a hassle. We, we caught it early, early on where, you know, n- no one in my family is seven states away spending a dollar seven cents at a gas station. Somebody's got our number, right? <laughs> somebody, 
Man, yeah, that's funny. And why would they only spend $1.07 if they stole your... Well, you know, that's their first <laughs> test transaction, right? And then and then comes the yeah, real transaction true. after that or whatever. So, But that's Correct. brilliant. That saves yeah. that trouble from happening. Yeah, exactly. So so your money becomes safe and secure, whereas, you know, if you, if you have cash envelopes and you're using physical cash, I, I, it always gives me anxiety because if I have a bunch of cash on me, um, the worry of theft, the worry of losing it, the worry of, you know, um, it, it's on my mind. Um, but this, this has really created a lot of, a lot of peace there. So that's, that's a blessing. Another thing that's really cool is it just saves a lot of time. Because truth be said, if you're using physical cash, every time you're going up to the checkout, you've got to count right. your money. And if you don't have enough money in that category, you've got to go to the other category and count your money and say, okay, is the, is the use of the money in this other category more important in the category that I need it for or not, right? But it's always counting, counting that money and keeping track of that mathematically. Technology allows it to be instantaneously, and it's always accurate. Right, and, and that is one <laughs> um, of the things that was probably uh, a negative experience with the cash envelopes is – the envelopes fighting with each other or you always counting and you're always coming up short. And so I think you're absolutely right that, you know, where you have those, those hassles, those bad feelings, then you often go into avoidance behavior. Cause I, you know, I know people who just stopped budgeting because they said, well, it's, it's hopeless. I'll just, you know, deal with it because that was right. me. That was my wife and I right there, Tron. <laughs> We're like, you know what? This is way too much work, way too much hassle, and we don't have time for it. We got a bunch of kids and life happening, and you know what? We're just going to adopt the philosophy, if we don't absolutely need it, don't spend. And so we just lived like we didn't have any money, which wasn't fun either. Right. That's right? not fun and either, that's and, that's, and that's not, uh, you know, that doesn't feed your soul and bring you joy either, is to, is to just no, pretend you're broke all the time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we both, my wife and I, we both grew up in homes where our dads were teachers, were from large families, and our moms were stay-at-home moms, which means you're broke. <laughs> so we grew up in this scarcity, you know, scarcity mentality when it comes to money. And so we lived like that, like I just explained, for a lot of years. And then we have enjoyed some financial success um, with business and so forth. And so we we bought our dream home and all of a sudden you need a lawnmower and you need all this equipment and you need, and you need furniture and you need uh, anyways. And we started to have, I mean, we had to spend it to, and it became a anxiety right. nightmare. I mean, we were like, oh, right. Uh, you so know? you've been on both sides and, of it, right? From the, well, we can't, we can't spend any money because we don't know how long our money's going to last you too. Oh, we got to keep spending money because now we got this far into it. We got to keep going. Right. And, and I've been in both places, too. And they, they, neither one of those are particularly pleasant or comfortable. No, there's not peace. It's you're right. There's not peace. And I can honestly say for the last three months, even in the midst of, you know, the the bugs that have been within proactive and those most of those have been worked out today. We have had more peace with money than we ever we've had in our whole lives. 
I mean, and we, we like to give, but whenever like somebody would, a high schooler would approach us about going on a mission trip or the band would approach us about a donation or whatever, it was always like, we need to talk about that. And then we're busy. And so sometimes it would be an annoyance on our minds for several days because we haven't had time to talk about it. And then we talk about it and we're wondering, do we, you know, just those, those, that, that conversation. And lots of times we still agreed to do it, but it was such yeah. a process. Well, now we have, we have a budget of this much money that we are going to give every month. Yeah, of course. And one of us can say, make that decision. Cause we already talked about that. We already made that decision and it's not an annoyance. It's, it's, it's amazing actually. Yeah, that's brilliant. And so, so that. how do people, how do people get the proactive companion card and the, and the program? It's really easy. Um, so our, our website is proactivebudget.com. There's some great content that will educate you on really how, how this works. And then um, you start here and it prompts you whether you're an Android user or an Apple user. And it walks you right through the process. Or you can go to the okay. App Store and download the app from the Apple store um, from the, I, I mean, from the Android store, you do, you do need to go through our website cause it's a right. web app and we're developing the, the core. Android so it's proactive budget.com proactive budget.com. Well, that sounds brilliant. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll do what I can to help you promote that because uh, I think you're right. That is the, the underlying core stress that so many people have. It's, it's not just that maybe they feel like they're not making enough money or can't make ends meet or whatever the metaphor is, but it's they're, they're not even sure what's coming and going and how to control it and, you know, what the ebb and flow should look like. So I think that's I think it's brilliant. I've said that already well, five times, but, I, you know, <laughs> I think <laughs> well, you hit on it. You know what? I well, to be really frank with you, my partner, Ryan Clark, is the mastermind behind this. I've been blessed to come on board with him, and I know exactly how you felt. I feel, I mean, I was like, this is going to, this is going to change the whole personal finance space in this country. I really believe it is the tool that creates the ease of budgeting that can curb spending and bring financial peace to millions of families. And, and so anyways, I know how you feel. I, I was doing cartwheels. I'm like, Ryan, this is amazing. Right. This is... <laughs> and so anyways, I, I got really excited. And to be honest, to, to still today, it absolutely fires me up to see families begin the journey of financial wellness, financial health, and experience that peace that's available with money. Money can be a great tool. It can be a positive experience, and it can create an abundant life but you have to learn to control. Yeah, well, I so much appreciate you spending time with me today telling us about Proactive Budget. Uh, it's been really fun hearing about it, and I, I can't wait to go download it myself and start playing with it because uh, it sounds like a wonderful tool. Uh, I sure appreciate Absolutely. you spending the time with us. It's been really fun talking about it. Well, thank you, and I, well, let's stay in touch. Um, because I, I'd love to hear your story and how it blesses 
you and your loved ones. Uh, that's what this is all about. So I really appreciate the opportunity to come and be on That's here great. With you. Yes, really and I'll do. be in touch. I'll, I'll give you progress reports as we go, I'm sure. So Shane, <laughs> cool. thank you so much. Uh, again, that's proactivebudget.com. Thank you, Shane. I sure appreciate you spending the time with me today. What do you do for sales training when sales training is so frustrating and seems so counterproductive sometimes, right? Because the people getting trained are sometimes resistant or sometimes they've been through so many training courses where they just tune out everything you say and you sound like the teacher in Charlie Brown. Sometimes the people doing the training are so frustrated because they come up with some really good material and go out in the field and prove some really good phraseology and techniques and approaches. And then when they try to train it, sometimes it doesn't work in reality the way it it worked for them or it doesn't work for the particular people doing it or the folks who get the training just don't feel like putting in the time to perfect it. It's really frustrating for the trainers. It's also really frustrating for the higher-ups, for the big bosses, because they invest in training and they invest in training materials. And sometimes the numbers don't move, and so they wonder, well, why are we doing this? What's the point? So I've come up with a couple different approaches for sales training that maybe are helpful. One idea is to make it a self-driven process where the salesperson is on their own sales journey, their quest for sales proficiency, their quest to be their own sales hero. So if you want to check that out, go to solvingsales.com. That's all about my self-driven sales journeys program. And you can subscribe to that for, I think right now it's $5 a month. I'm making it super easy so people can get in there and start creating their own journey to sales mastery. SolvingSales.com. SolvingSales.com. Thank you. What do you do for sales training and team building exercises? What do you do for customer service training and team building exercises? I know you're trying all kinds of things and there's some good stuff out there. But I swear, if anyone ever asks me to do another trust fall, my brain's gonna explode. So let's come up with something different. I've been trying to find something different for a while. And I thought, well, why not let's come up with a sales training game or a customer service training game, something fun that everyone can get into and that they can laugh about and challenge each other and poke each other a little bit and feel some of the emotional ups and downs that you get when you're in customer service and sales. So I went to a game jam uh, headed up by the local regional economic development group here in Columbia and Boone County, Missouri. And I met a group of game developers and we had so much fun that we ended up creating a game called Starship Junkyard, 
which is a great and hilarious way to do team building for your businesses, for your sales teams, for your customer service teams. And it's turned out to be just a great family and friends game too. Something you can sit down and play for half an hour or an hour or a great pub game. It's hilarious. It's called Starship Junkyard. And you can find it on Facebook at uh, the Starship Junkyard the card game. You can buy it on thegamecrafter.com. Go to thegamecrafter.com and look up Starship Junkyard and buy a copy and play it. It's hilarious. So try that for your next team building exercise. Try that for your next sales training meeting. Sit down and play Starship Junkyard and you will be happy you did. Go check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Go buy the game at thegamecrafter.com. The Starship Junkyard, the card game. Thank you.